0: Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I am your host today, Joe Oltman. So we've got a lot of stuff that we're going to be going through today. And um, one of the things that I find uh, um, interesting is that we, we get to pick and choose who we actually trust. So who do we trust? And when do we trust them? And in a world full of lies and deception, there's a lot of things that are coming out right now that I think should scare all of us. So I'm going to take you. I'm going to I'm going to take you back a little bit to uh, 2020, and you know there was an there was an article. Um, there was an article that was written that in. I think it was 2019, like April or August of 2019. And I'll see if I can find it here in a second. I was trying to find it before we just went live. But one of the things in that article talked about is that, they, that, the, that the left had to do everything they possibly could in order to make sure that President Trump wasn't reelected. And what I thought was interesting about the article is it was talking about the things that they didn't like about President Trump. And those things included that he, was, he had mean tweets and that he was erratic, and that um, he c- couldn't get along with the Democrats, and he hated the media. And if you remember, there was uh, one of the, the uh, uh, New York Times reporters was kicked out of, CNN reporter, excuse me, was kicked out of the White House, and said, you can't get this. So he, they sued and said, hey, you have to let this White House reporter come in. And so President Trump just said, I'll just stop calling on you. But every single, thing that he went to, every single you know, media uh, um, press conference that he went to was met with this huge amount of resistance from the mainstream media. And you never heard anything about truth. So the entire American people were, we have conservative news and we have, we have truth being suppressed on social platforms. You have the mainstream media that is in collusion, that includes Fox News to, to a large degree, that are telling you about things that aren't true. And so as we lead into 2020, we have this new pandemic started in March of 2020, and they said the whole world's going to burn. And in a very short period of time, you saw all the main media sources and all the leaders across the globe that systematically followed the same playbook. It was, it was systematic. You had Canada. Except for you had some that didn't talk at all. Like Mexico didn't talk at all. They just fed people Ivermectin and everyone in Mexico just miraculously lived. But as we walk through twenty twenty, the first thing that they did globally, and, and and by the way, countries don't interact, they don't they don't align on all issues. They just don't align. And what I you had, and maybe we can look this up, Mr. Producer, but we had several people that came out, several leaders that came out. Uh, one was a leader in Africa who had, um, I think it was like goat blood and, uh, you know, mango juice tested and it tested positive for COVID. And he's like, this is crazy. This is a big hoax. And 30 days later he was dead. That's not a lie. Then you have Haiti, one of the most unvaccinated countries in the world, that um, the president came out and said, yeah, this is, this is crazy. This is, this, is, this is not even noteworthy. And a strike team went in and assassinated the president of Haiti. It was Haiti, right? Haiti president assassinated, Mr. Producer. So you have all of these things that happen, and they're all coincidences. Then you have a group of doctors that came out and said, and I'm trying to walk you through a chronological order of just stuff that doesn't make any sense. You have all these doctors that came out and said, "Oh my gosh, it's not true!" We, like we can give people there, there was a there was a, a Senate uh, committee meeting and and Doctor Corey, Doctor Corey, who. Spoke to the Senate and said, This is as close to a miracle drug as you can get. And that was ivermectin. And frankly, it was a doctor speaking to Congress. Well, what do you think happened to that video on YouTube? Now, this is a doctor testifying in front of Congress. What happened to the meeting? What happened to that testimony? It disappeared, it was taken down for violating YouTube's disinformation policy. A doctor who literally was speaking to Congress. Even if you don't like the outcome of what was said, why would you hide it from the American people? And then we walk into March, or excuse me, May of 2020. And all of the stuff started to come out about ivermectin. All of the stuff started to come out about um, you know, the, you know, what this, this, this virus is, you had, uh, epidemiologists and you had virologists and you had all these other people that were coming out saying, okay, here, here's the truth about COVID. And in the middle of that, we had George Floyd, George Floyd. So you have a multiple felon that they put up these videos and said that, that um, George Floyd was killed, that he was murdered by the police. Now, at first glance, if you want to go back and listen to the video that we had then, I was, I was pretty in 2020. I didn't show my face then. It was under Joe Otto. And uh, I used to tell Max, listen, I, don't, I can't subscribe to this. I, you know, that I know that the police at some point have, in, especially in Democrat-controlled environments and inner-city environments, um, they have a heavy hand. And uh, and so I wasn't behind it. And you know, the video clip they put out made it look like they had done something awful to George Floyd. Then you come out and find that, and, and by the way, that, that was the precipice for them starting to march these these terrorists into our streets and burn buildings and attack people and kill people, kill little kids and burn down restaurants and you know, the Black Lives Matter had a resurgence. It just coincided with millions of dollars in donations. They created a narrative, even though the narrative wasn't true. The guy had four times the lethal limit of of fentanyl in his system, but that didn't kill him. I mean, let me me repeat that. He had four times the lethal dose of fentanyl in his system. Four times the lethal dose. In other words, this dose over here is lethal. We're going to add three more to it, We're going to put that in your body and no, it didn't kill you. What killed you was a guy that put his knee on your, on your neck, which turned out to be his back in large part. Would a normal person die if he didn't have fentanyl in his system? Would putting a knee on somebody's back cause that person to die? It's a simple question. I mean, it's a simple question. And the reason why I'm going back to this is because this became the controversy. Then $30 million was raised and how we have to give money. And then you find out the origins of some of that $30 million funneling its way through nonprofits, funneling its way through BLM members, all to find out what? It was all a hoax. And yet police officers went to jail for 20 years, I think, or 25 years over this George Floyd hoax. But it started to create this snowball. Kids were told to stay home. Churches were closed. People's businesses were closed. An average of 25 to 30% of small to medium businesses, businesses within our community were literally shut down and people suffered. That's what happened in an election year where after president Trump for the last four years had spent his entire time undoing some of the worst parts of Democrat policies and worst parts of things that went against the better interests of the American people for four years. And he was almost there. I mean, it was crazy. The things that he did, he, he increased education for minorities. He made it so that the average uh, uh, minority family was uh, as far as uh, um, income went up by, I think it was like 17 or 18 or 19%. They were thriving in the environment. And I think that scared the Democrats. So as we go back and look at, at that. That created chaos. There's opportunity and chaos. And then we started to uncover, when they shut down the schools and they had to, everyone go to Zoom, we started to figure out why parents why parents were getting a different story. And before I do that, I'm going I'm to do an ad read real quick if we can. Um, so this podcast is brought to you by Liberty Cigars. Um, they've, they've assembled a first of six presidents in one beautiful cigar collection, um, these great men guided our nation admirably from the very beginning in a period known as the early republic. I think what we're at now is the late republic. Each cigar mirrors the personality of those those ones so honored. The set includes a George Washington, John Adams, uh, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, James Monroe, and John Quincy Adams cigar. In honor of President's Day, conservative daily, actually, let me take that back. In honor of just being a part of conservative daily, I, I got the wrong uh, read, you can save 17.76% um, off of this cigar collection at LibertyCigars.com using promo code Liberty. So get over there. And, um, for my friends that are watching, I'm going to tell you again, you smoked all my cigars. You need to go buy me some more. So get over there and save 17.6%. So we're, we're down this, um, we're down this pathway right now. And, um, I think that, one one of the issues that I that I have in dealing with, I, so I'm just going to address it because I see some of the stuff in there. Uh, Max did not walk away, and I don't care if he's done with the fighting. And I'm just going to tell you that Max and I have a difference of opinion about Russia, and we're going to get to that today. Um, I don't I don't know what Max is going to do, um, but I'm going to continue to go down the path of of feeding you truth, and it may not be the truth that's convenient or inconvenient. Maybe it's inconvenient to you, and um, but. I don't plan on uh, changing my opinion because someone tells me I should, right? And so it's, uh, it, it is unfortunate, but uh, um, here we are. And Max is not on the show today. And I don't know if Max will be on the show tonight. And I don't know if Max will be on the show tomorrow. I don't know that, right? Only Max knows that. And we'll have discussions about it. And whatever Max decides to do, it's okay for Max to do that. I want what's best for Max. Max and I've been friends for a long time. All right. So now that I address that, we can stop talking about that for a minute. Um, But as we walk through the process with the kids and critical race theory, and now white people are bad, and we break down the constructs of families, and we look at what's happening in the inner city, and we look at uh, poverty indexes start to uh, creep up based on the fact they're shutting things down, and kids that were normally going to school and at least getting one uh, or two meals now were forced at home. So where are they getting food from? So there was some real, um, there was some real concern over some of the poorest among us and how they were treated during the shutdowns of the pandemic. But we just started learning about what was happening with our kids, and we're like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that we are so separated. I can't believe it. Like, how, how are we, how are we so separated that our kids are, you know, that, you know, and we talk about generations before you send your kids to school and you say, Hey, look, listen to your teachers. And we found out through the, uh, pandemic that the teachers were actually indoctrinating our kids, which is pretty sick. Um, so as we get further down the pathway and we start thinking about, I'm going in chronological order and we figure that out, parents start to speak up at at uh, school boards. Um, churches decide to go along with whatever's happening, which to me blew my mind. Like, why would a church shut down? Spiritual food is as, as important as the food you, you eat. At the same time, we have the stuff happening with ivermectin and remdesivir and the studies that came out with remdesivir. And you know, there's all this conflict and remember the, the Russian dossier is still over Trump and they're lying and saying that that Trump and Russia are colluding and somehow Putin, you know, he's the friend of Putin. Um, I do believe that Trump was the only reason that, you know, there was some sort of semblance or balance across the globe because, you know, Putin respected the authority of Trump. Trump respected the authority of of uh, of Putin and um, it allowed for um, there to be uh, a calmness, a global calmness. So we we get we get through all of this. We're going through the trial. They're burning down buildings. They're killing innocent people. BLM and Antifa are going to the streets. They're saying no peace, no justice. No justice, no peace. Um, all the while, everything that the radical left is saying is the complete opposite. And so, and they're pinning President Trump into a corner by saying that we're going to have our Pearl Harbor moment, and that two million Americans are going to die. And within a couple months, businesses are shut down. They printed more cash. They printed more excess money in 2020 than had ever been printed before. I think it was about a quarter or maybe 30% of the world's population of money, American dollars, were printed in 2020. And President Trump has to manage all of this. And it was a concerted effort to basically destroy anything and everything that Trump had gained over that four years. And so then you go forward on this. And I want to tell you that as it became more prevalent about, you know, things that were by doctors, they just started attacking the doctors, taking the (laughs) licenses. This is where canceling got started, right? So they canceled people for saying something that they didn't like. But the further you got down the path, the more they started canceling people. And then... What happened? Americans started standing up. They started having rallies and protests, staying peaceful. While the only people that weren't peaceful were the BLM, Antifa, uh, I'll call them trash, were destroying our nation, instilling fear, creating division, stoking racial tensions, and bringing back what I believe is the greatest move to enslave not just minorities, but all people in the United States, and to break down the ethos and the culture of our nation. We have a war that happened right on our own doorstep. So we go into November of 2020. In November of 2020, you all sat there and, and saw what I saw on the third of November. Now keep in mind if I if we go back to September in September, I was on that Antifa call and I was only looking for, and Mr. Producer, maybe you find the, the uh, October 15th video that I did where, um, I think it was the Colorado, one of the Colorado, um, the, what's that guy's name? Where I said, I'm coming for the media and they wrote this whole thing in, in October of 2020. This is before the election where I said that we have people inside of Antifa. Now this is before the election because I'm clairvoyant, obviously. And I happened to be on that Antifa call, and then I happened to talk about it at this meeting that we had for FEC United. And um, I said, we're coming for those people in the media who literally are lying, and that they're actually Antifa activists. They are not journalists. I was calling it back in 2020. And by the way, at the same time all of this happened, I am an Ernst Young Entrepreneur of the Year nominee and finalist. And they're like, hey, listen, if you can just get off of the politics, Joe, you'll win this. Sell your company for a bazillion dollars. Go sit on the beach and drink Mai Tais. Now, I couldn't do that because I saw people in the community suffering. I had a friend of mine back in March of 2020 that committed suicide. And so I couldn't just come out and say, oh, yeah, let's just let this go. It doesn't really affect me. I mean, why, why would it affect me? I mean, there's no benefit for me to say anything. Because frankly, it wouldn't have affected me. I mean, what what was it? What what effect would it have had on me as a person? It wouldn't have had any effect on me. I mean, it would have down the road, my kids, grandkids, right? The same thing that I tell you that sooner or later, they're coming for all of us, but it wouldn't have affected me. So I stood up and said something back in October of 2020 as we were building this organization. And um, in November, we know what happened. Then three days later, I'm up, elk hunting. and that's when it all hit. Oh my gosh, who is this guy, Eric Coomer, Dominion Voting Systems? And I came back, and I had to, I came back, and I had to talk about that. I had to make a decision. Are you gonna? If you step out, this will forever change your life. And so I did. And I got called everything. Oh, this guy's lying. I mean, Eric Coomer. A month later, wrote an entire article. In the Denver Post that said that everything that I found in social media was fabricated. His words, not mine. And then the death threats intensified. And I'm not talking intensified meaning, oh yeah, now they're now they're not just calling for let's go beat up Joe. Now it's hey we want to kill you. It's like we want to kill you, and now we really want to kill you, right? Now that's coming to my house and sending me powder through the mail, and and some people don't understand. Like, Joe, how do, how do you have a sense of humor about things given all the things that you've gone through over the last 18 months? And the reason being is because I'm not the only one going through it. You're going through it too. There's a, there's a ton of anxiety that you feel as a person going through all this. And so uh, then I got sued. So then he, he says the stuff about it. He sues me. And so I doubled down and I started digging in. And I'm like, all right, well, I w- I'm a tech CEO. I'm going to just dig in and I'm gonna start getting to the root of dominion. Like I wanna know exactly what dominion is. Yeah, so let's go ahead and put up that picture of the Antifa among press corps, if we can. So this is Antifa among the press corps, new Colorado conservative says so. This is October 16th, 2020 by Joey Bunch, Colorado Politics. Um, And then if you walk through this, um, put up the next post if you would, and a part of this, picture is a new conservative political group fec united alleged antifa members are embedded in the press corps to report negatively on the organization the liberal colorado times reporter discovered a much that much information before its reporter was identified and escorted out of the meeting at bandamere speedway in morrison on thursday the group's founder joe oldman reported it had a message for reporters were coming for you okay that was because I got led on a call, and for Antifa, back in September of 2020, when Eric Coomer came in and said, "Hey, don't worry about Trump; he's not going to win." I made sure of it, right? That fateful call. Which, frankly, if I would have just let, if if I never would have been on that call, if it never, if I never was on that call, then I would still be fighting, but I probably wouldn't be a target as much as I am now, because now everything is coming to light about Eric Coomer and Dominion voting systems, and it all goes back to that that event that that event of being sued because as soon as I'm sued I don't know how to not fight I don't, I don't know how to not fight I don't at that point I've already given up everything anyway now actually I haven't because I hadn't stepped down as the CEO of my company but I'm catching flack from people all over the place you know the election stolen I'm talking about this stuff I'm building models I'm reading at a at a just unquenchable rate of of just just diving in to every publicly available information that is available on, on uh, Dominion, and I was like, I found it. I know actually how they stole the election. And everybody's like, No, you don't. I'm like, No, I I definitely do. <laughs> and so I started sending it to people. That people were calling me, and I'm you know I signed an affidavit, and I'm started talking through models, and I got way too deep, like way too complicated on, on things related to. Uh, uh, what I was learning, and because I was, I was, it was new to me, right? I'm just now getting into it. I'm trying to, you know, understand and build thesis on why. Well, what's the why? What's the why? What's the why? But I built these models. So before I get into that, I'm going to read another from our sponsor. Today's podcast is sponsored by AirMedCare Network. If you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road, do you like to hike or be spend a time a lot of time outdoors? Um, you're probably going to need this. It's fire insurance. It's really inexpensive. For $85 a year, you can cover your whole family um, for cost of a, an emergency medical flight. Um, you know, the, the thing is, your insurance doesn't cover it. When it does, it's really high deductibles. And this will cover 100% of it when you're transported by Air Medcare Network um, um, uh, uh, provider. Um, man, lost it there for a minute. AirMedCareNetwork.com slash daily. Use it the promo code daily and receive up to a $50 e-gift card when you sign up today. You can also get a, um, uh, Amazon gift card, but please don't do that. We'd like to see their stock drop quite a bit more. They definitely are working against the better interest of us, but go to com slash daily use offer code daily. I am a member and have been for some time. Um, so you know, I built this model and in this model, and I know you guys are looking at this going, dude, you're covering a lot of information. Yeah, I am. Because we haven't even gotten out of 2020 yet. I mean, buildings are burning down. They're literally uh, attacking white Americans because they said that now whites are bad. And by the way, if you don't put up the black square on your social media and virtue signal, then you're a racist. And everyone became racist. Overnight, blacks that did not agree with them became Uncle Tom's. Uh, Hispanics, Asians felt like they were being left out. I don't, I don't know what that was all about. They're like, well, what about us, <laughs> right? And they're like, Asians, you're just white. And they, they actually said that, like Asians are white. Really? And all of a sudden, racism got re-injected into our society to divide us in ways that we had never seen before. Divided families, mothers, fathers, as COVID has as well. So we're not even out of, of December. I build these models. I send those models up to people. And lo and behold... As we go through all these different models, uh, I'm like, I think I figured it out. Mr. Producer, you remember when I said that? You remember when I said, I think I figured it out, I got it? Yeah, I was sitting next to you. And and the, the crazy part about this is I built a um, model of it. I mean, I built a kind of a graph with all the information.
1: And that model has aged really well. <laughs> it
0: aged. By the way, this is before... Any white hats, black hats, right? I I I said, this is the only way that this can actually happen. This is it. This is the only way that they can steal elections. And you would hear stuff like China beamed in and used, you know, com- supercomputers and changed the vote in different places. And that was a lot of people that don't understand tech. And I'm like, no. No, that's not how they did it. How they did it, it was really simple. See, the reason why the systems went down and went back up, and Mr. Producer, I don't know if we can find that, that uh, um, diagram, but if we can, we should. But the reason why is because once you know who voted, then you also know who didn't vote. And so all you would need is you know a direct connection into, and this is the part where they're, they're figuring out how the elections were manipulated from the beginning, once you knew what the, what the vote count was, you then could go in and say, I have these suspended phantom ballots. And I could literally take those ballots and I could matriculate them through the system. And I could add those to the real votes. And at that point, I could win an election. And then what you're seeing happen in certain areas is that the systems went down and went back up and they would just reorder all of the ballots. Which is why in Maricopa County, they had five months to just dump a bunch of fake ballots into the boxes. They needed to do that because they knew. You don't have it, okay? They knew what the fake ballots were. So, or excuse me, the real ballots were, and they just needed to, to make sure that the vote count, the vote count was legitimate, that it, that it that it added up. Because once they did that, they can say, Hey, look, see, see, Biden won by an extra twenty votes ignoring all of the, uh, deletion of election logs, which by the way, if we go back to what happened in Antrim County, let me just say Antrim County was where it all started. Matt DiPerno, super, super smart, got an, an image of the Dominion voting systems, was able to dissect that system. And very quickly, an organization called ASOG, I think it was ASOG, um, uh, built a deal that says the Dominion voting systems were designed to defraud the American people. That was the first time someone had come out and said that. Now at the same time, within days of the election, CISA with Chris Krebs came out and said, it's the safest election in US history. That became the parroted message across mainstream media on every single outlet across the nation. They used the same thing, the same words. So very consistent, made sure that they told everyone, safest election in US history. So, so the reason why I'm telling you this is because the further you get down the pathway where we started to build a uh, uh, y- you know idea of what happened. So this is a you know this is our best guess of what happened in the election. The more it started to harden, and we're like, oh, we figured it out. We figured out where the fraud is. Like we figured out where the fraud, how the fraud existed in the system, and then. I went to Washington on January 4th, I think. And January 5th, and by the way, during this time, so I, I sent over stuff probably, I don't know, December 20th up, and I was like, here's how they stole the election, here's how they did it, small cons, big cons. We're chasing our tails for the Ruby Freemans. Yes, there are people that are stuffing ballots in boxes, that is true, right? It's a concerted effort across the entire nation in order to steal this election for President Trump, right? And, and if you don't remember the Time Magazine article that came out in December of 2020, that is where they they admitted they they actually bragged about it in Time Magazine, saying that we secured the election, that that we got together with the Chamber of Commerce. By the way, if you're with the Chamber of Commerce, you should leave immediately. Join FEC United's Chamber deal that we're building across the country. So you you got together with the Chamber of Commerce and multiple to secure. The American election against Trump. It was written in Time magazine. You should go research it, right? So you have that as a, you know, as something that's happening. Now they're starting to take credit for it. You have January, I'm giving all this information. You have Ruby Freeman's, I'm running through the the devices two and three times because they want us to focus on that so we miss the big picture. And that is, they use the machines in order to defraud the American people. They used them. It wasn't, this wasn't 5,000 people across the United States that got together and defrauded the, the American people and stole the voice of the American people. This is a system that did it, and then a lot of bad actors all over the place that become and create distractions. So we built the model, which I'll find it here when we play some of these, these cuts. Um, and I go to Washington and I put it up on the screen, and all of a sudden, all while I'm on January 5th at Freedom Plaza, I'm one of the last uh, people to get on, you know, Alex Jones was there. Um, uh, General Flynn was there. Uh, there's a ton of people that were there. Stone was there. Stone's yeah, Roger spoke. Stone. So all these people were there, right? And and I get up at the end and I was like, look, I really um, don't really wanna be up here. Uh, I'm, I'm a tech CEO. Here's what I found, and this is how they stole the election. I walk through the diagram and all of the cameras in the back Fox, CNN, MSNBC, all the guys that were there went dark, immediately went dark. And this is the craziest thing. You could see all of the lights go out. We saw YouTube videos come down and they were like, holy, how does this guy know this? And that's the feeling you get when you're one minute into it, it comes up and they go dark. We are not going to show this to the American people. And I end it with, Hey, I don't really like people, but I like you people. I'm kind of an introvert, <laughs> but uh, we got to get to the bottom of this. So that was on the fifth. I go back, I start to have conversations. I meet Matt DePerno. We walk through some of the information that he has up in Antrim County, um, and the work that he's been done the attacks that they've made on him and January 6th. Now there's a lot of debriefing and conversations that happened in between all this. It, it switched from Eric Coomer as my main target to Dominion Voting Systems as my target. Now, this the, the, the podcast says World War III is a deep state versus the people. And I didn't just say the United States people. I said it's between the people. Like we, it's it's us too, right? It's, it's, it's not just us, it's the people of Ukraine, it's the people of Russia, it's the people in Europe, it's the people in England, UK, Spain, you name it, across the entire globe, we've had globalists and people put in positions of power and authority that are basically yielding the sword to kill us, to enslave us. January 6th happens. I was not on the Capitol. They would have been happy had I been on the Capitol. Had they been on the Capitol, I would have been toast. I would have been toast. I could have, I could have literally just gone to the ellipsis and shown up just to listen to President Trump speak. I'm not much of a protest person. And frankly, the, the death threats were pretty high, and you can't carry a gun in D.C. So the chances of, of me going to that were pretty pretty low. And you can't carry a gun anyway if you're standing in front of President Trump. Um, but So I wasn't going to go anyway. But I did go and meet with some people at the State Department and, and um, present the model and his jaw dropped. (laughs) Like like he had never seen it before. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm looking around like, where, where are we? And then we find out all the stuff that was happening at the Capitol and the fact that the FBI and everyone else created this entire story that's not true. They lied about it. You saw the thing with Project Veritas, which is a pretty good indication of the fact that the New York Times, everyone thought it was like a nothing burger. They were there having fun, right? And yet, they've turned it into this story that's not true. And the mainstream media did what again? They did what again? They literally said, You don't matter. Okay, so the further we get down to all of this, we start uncovering all of these things. Now we're into January. They impeach President Trump again. They attacked my company. I'm forced to resign. I got to step down from my company. They're attacking it from the inside. It's another long story, uh, a really good chapter in a book I will never write. And. Uh, (laughs) I come back to Colorado and the world is on fire. The lies in the mainstream media, the hysteria that's been created is on fire. And at that same time, you started to have these organizations pop up everywhere. You know, Clay Clark had one, Lynn Wood was doing things, Sidney Powell was doing some great things. Uh, Giuliani, you have all these different things that were popping up. The mainstream media was parroting things. Dominion started to double down and sue people for $2 billion. And I'm thinking, of my I started laughing. I go, it doesn't even matter. They 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 just pop up things and and talk about things and we billion. We're gonna sue you for two billion dollars, and I'm being sued and I'm saying all this stuff about Eric Coomer and I'm uncovering other stuff. And you know, someone that's a researcher sends me all this stuff about Eric Coomer. It turns out that he abused his wife and he was a, a heroin addict and I mean, it's a bunch of stuff that is just you couldn't make this stuff up. You couldn't. You could never make up in a million years the players that were involved in this and the type of character that they have. You couldn't. And now I'm no longer a CEO. I'm persona non grata in certain circles. We've lost a ton of clients. I had to divest from things. I got to walk away from other things. I spent a half million dollars and stuff. And by the way, it's not about me. But it shows you what are you going through. The same thing. Everyone is fighting now this battle as they install... This illegitimate regime in Washington put a fence around it, call anyone that disagrees with them an insurrectionist, attack their families, and all of a sudden everyone starts to drop off and say, Oh, I gotta hide. I gotta climb under my rock. So instead of actually doubling down, I doubled down. Americans went into hiding. They went into hiding. And then the FBI showed up and started arresting people for peacefully walking into the Capitol. Oh, they didn't even walk into the Capitol. They didn't walk into the Capitol. Many of these people were arrested for being on the premises. Many of these people were arrested. Coy was arrested for walking up onto a wall, arrested for it, and jailed for weeks, months, years. This is all true. At the same time, things started to come out about ivermectin. Things started coming out about what President Trump was talking about back in 2020. Let's put up a uh, picture A1, if we can, please. Fast forward into August of 2021. A Washington Post article said that ivermectin conspiracy theories, how those ivermectin conspiracy theories convince people to buy horse dewormer. Let's put up A2 for a minute. A pick of Trump pushed unproven HCQ. Turns out today, HCQ is now not a a fad, but in this it says, let me read this to you. Donald Trump and his allies pushed an unproven drug, hydroxychloroquine, as a potential wonder drug to defeat the virus. It never panned out. Well, that's not true, actually. Months later, still no evidence to back them up, and it accumulated to the culminated in the Food and Drug Administration warning people who are apparently desperate but for some reason aren't willing to get a much more tested vaccine. A much more tested vaccine. So we have more about this. Let's go to picture number three. Despite highly effective vaccines, um, the story of how ivermectin slowly worked its way to the top of the priority list, many on the right is familiar, one in this day and age. Despite highly effective vaccines being available, the government's lack of endorsement of ivermectin is pitched as it not looking out for those it's supposed to protect. A conspiratorial money grab, even. Take it down. Picture number four, if you would, or or A4. A study done in Argentina last year is that other, is another big, whoops, sorry, I, I need my glasses. Last year is the other big one claiming significant benefits, but data revealed earlier this month from a robust study of ivermectin and other drugs in Brazil show, according to Edward Mills of McMaster University of Canada, no effect whatsoever on our primary outcomes for ivermectin. A5, the FDA is begging you not to take a horse dewormer for COVID-19. A6, you are not a horse, you are not a cow, the Food and Drug Administration tweeted on Saturday along a A link to a page on their website explaining why you should not use ivermectin to treat to prevent COVID-19. Guys, there's a reason why I'm putting this up here right now, and I'm walking you through this process. There's a reason. Let me start with the top of the reason. Take this down, please. The top of the reason is, is it all traces back to a study done in 2019 to plan out in case of a pandemic. Only five months before they did this in 2020, where a panel of people sat together and talked about situational awareness of what they were gonna do and how they the public was likely to react. They told you it didn't work. They killed grandma, they killed your mothers, they killed your fathers, they killed your brothers, sisters, dads, mothers, they killed all of these people. Put up A7. I'm, I'm not done yet, because Fox got in on the news too. Fox News from you know, they, they basically said, "But the obvious risk of human ingesting ivermectin hasn't stopped people at Fox News. The obvious risk. did you know that there's literally nothing that there's no deadly you can't over well, you can't overdose from, you can overdose from anything. But there are no significant side effects. Let me read this from Maddow blog. Mississippi DOH confirms today that at least 70% of the recent calls to poison control in the state have been related to ingestion of livestock or animal formulations of ivermectin purchased at livestock supply centers. Guess what? A call back then. We did a, we did a thing on this. This turns out to be fake news. They made it up. And they said there, there was no calls. A8. Myth and conspiracy theories on vaccine refusals. Here's another one on science direct myths and conspiracy theories on vaccines and COVID-19 potential effects of global vaccine refusals. Here's another abstract. The current coronavirus disease 2019 pandemic is one of the international crisis and researchers are working collaboratively to develop a safe and effective COVID-19 vaccine. The WHO recognizes vaccine hesitancy as the world's top threat to public safety, particularly in low middle income countries. Vaccine hesitancy can be due to a lack of knowledge, false religious beliefs, false, Religious beliefs and anti vaccine misinformation. Take it down. A11. Rogan. Joe Rogan rips CNN over coverage of ivermectin regimen. 12. Podcast Joe Rogan slammed CNN for the network's coverage of his recent coronavirus diagnosis and revelation that he's taking ivermectin among a number of other drugs to treat the disease. Bro, do I have to sue CNN, Rogan asked, during a recent episode of his podcast? They're making up. They keep saying that I'm taking a horse to I literally got it from a doctor. It's an American company. They won the Nobel Prize in 2015 for the use in human beings, and CNN is saying I'm taking horse to They must know it's a lie. Take it down, please. Uh, guys, th- this just gets worse. This is just ivermectin. I haven't started talking about anything else. About anything else. Nothing. I mean, the, the thing that I look at when I go through this is the why. Let's go to A14. Ivermectin is an antiparasitic, but it has shown in cell cultures and laboratories the ability to destroy 21 viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, the cause of COVID-19. Further, Ivermectin has demonstrated its potential in clinical trials for the treatment of COVID-19 and in large-scale population studies for the prevention of COVID-19. Contradicting the positive results, the FDA issued a special statement warning you that you should not use Ivermectin to treat and prevent COVID-19. The FDA warns, which includes language such as serious harm, hospitalized, dangerous, very dangerous, seizures, coma, and even death, and highly toxic might suggest the FDA was warning against pills laced with poison. In fact, the FDA had already approved the drug years ago as a safe and effective antiparasitic. Why would it suddenly become dangerous to be used to treat COVID-19? Further, the FDA claimed, with no scientific basis, that ivermectin is not an antiviral, notwithstanding its proven antiviral activity. We haven't even gotten to the election yet, guys. We haven't gotten to the bio labs. We haven't gotten to Ukraine. We haven't gotten to... The things that they did with the Keystone Pipeline. We haven't gotten to the fact that um, in a very short period of time, Biden walked in and undid all of the good things that President Trump did for minorities. We haven't started talking about gender studies, where they want to basically, uh, (laughs) where they want to. I don't even know what, I mean, I'm, I'm like losing it right now, I'm thinking about all the things that they've done to us in order to create this lack of sensibility to basically create chaos in our environments. And all we have to do to break through it is just say no. It's actually really simple to fix. It's really simple to fix. They've been lying to us about everything because they have actually installed themselves everywhere. So then we get into CRT. We get into CRT. This is where it gets to. Um, let, let's go to uh, A16. Indiana lying about CRT. Education admin alleges Indiana schools are lying about not teaching critical race theory. An administrator of Indianapolis public schools is going viral on social media after saying he witnessed a school district teaching critical race theory after the school system told parents that it doesn't. <laughs> Uh, Kinnett, who's, who's who says he's in dozens of classrooms every week, argues that those are some of the uh, Kimberly Crenshaw's main arguments in her book, Critical Race Theory, the Key Writings that Formed the Movement. And, telling, and what they're basically doing is we tell our teachers to treat our students differently based on color. We tell our students every problem is a result of white men and that everything Western civilization built is racist. Capitalism is a tool of white supremacy. This is what, this is what they're teaching us. This is what they're doing to our kids. And by the way, they show up in groves because they're paid to to walk into school board meetings and then school board members literally try to keep people who are anti-CRT from speaking as much as even having them arrested. And remember the whole mask deal? We we ignored science on that too. Next cut. Here's a... uh, A-18, uh, if you would, please. As an admin for the largest school district in Indiana, here's what we meant when we tell you that we aren't teaching critical race theory. And it says right here in this principal fact that critical race theory taught at my student school. No, I have the video. Let's play the video.
1: I'm the science coach and admin in the largest public school district in Indiana. I'm in dozens of classrooms a week, so I see exactly what we're teaching our students. When we tell you that schools aren't teaching critical race theory, that it's nowhere in our standards, that's misdirection. We don't have the quotes and theories as state standards per se. We do have critical race theory in how we teach. We tell our teachers to treat students differently based on color. We tell our students that every problem is a result of white men, and that everything Western civilization built is racist, capitalism as a tool of white supremacy. Those are straight out of Kimberly Crenshaw's main points, verbatim, in critical race theory, the writings that formed the movement. This is in math, history, science, English, the arts, and it's not slowing down. If students of color have lower reading scores, it's because of inequity. Therefore, we take from the white students and give to the color students. That's Richard Delgado, straight out of CRT and in introduction. All teaching is political, with reality and facts taking the back seat. That's Dr. Gloria Ladson-Billings, who outlined how she saw critical race theory flushed out in public schools in 1995. When schools tell you that we aren't teaching critical race theory, it means one thing. Go away and look into our affairs no further. It isn't about transparency. It isn't about cultural relevance. It's race essentialism painted to look like the district cares about students of color. We call it anti-racism, so you feel bad if you disagree with our segregationist pedagogy. It's taking advantage of kids' vulnerability and parents' inactivity to preen over social snake oil schemes designed to create division. Parents. When we tell you critical race theory isn't taught in our schools, we're lying. Keep looking.
0: I don't, I mean, I don't know what you just saw, but I saw the information of critical race theory right out of the book that they're being taught in the schools. Verbatim. I'm going to take a minute and and actually, uh, thank one of our sponsors of the show. IP vanish helps you, uh, by the way, this is for IP vanish, IP vanish, uh, Helps you safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties such as hackers, your ISP, and advertisers. You can IPVanish on your uh, computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When you use IPVanish, all of your data is encrypted. This means that after your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling to the wrong hands. Even if your physical location, even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, on your computers, tablets, phones. And whenever you're at home or in public, um, you don't have to go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan to our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's there. Stop sharing with the world everything you watch, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated four point six out of five. Go to IPvanish.com slash uh, go to IPvanish.com slash daily and use promo code daily and claim your seventy percent savings. That's Ipvanish.com slash daily and use promo code daily. Um, the, you know, we th- w- this is it's packed with stuff that I want to go through. And I think that one of the things that uh, that, um, you know, we should probably put up is what uh, this gets into not critical race theory, but in gender fluidity and the fact they're recruiting our kids to be gay or different or bisexual. Matter of fact, they're not only they're not training our kids to do that. They're recruiting kids. They're grooming kids inside the school. Put up A21. So in Orange County, California, a California school district is investigating a teacher after she posted a video admitting that she encouraged her students to pledge allegiance to a gay pride flag after she removed the American flag from her classroom. Okay, so during third period, we had, this is what she's saying, during third period, we had an announcement, and they do the pledge of allegiance. A teacher identified as Kristen Pitson of Newport Mesa School District in Orange County said in a video post on social media, I always tell my class, stand if you feel like it. Don't stand if you don't feel like it. Say the words if you want. You don't have to say the words. Um, this is just another one of those groups that, through the education system, has created these these people that are having an impression on our kids.
1: And it's fine for them to stand for that. They'll. I mean, you talked about this before. They encourage the kids not to stand for the American flag.
0: Yeah, hundred percent, Mr. Producer. And do we have the video of Buddha Judge's uh, husband? Do we have that video? Can we find it? you're not gonna believe this. But Buttigieg's uh, other, I don't, I don't even know what whatever you wanna call it, um, was in a classroom, literally in a classroom, waving a pride flag and having the kids put their hand over their heart and tell a different pledge. Mr. Producer, let's find that. I, pu- I put it out there, but it, it is absolutely disgusting. Um in a classroom and then waves the the pride flag not the american flag remember what i said about breaking down the constructs of of the ethos the culture of our nation that's what they're doing see they're importing people from the from every place around the world importing things stopping us from being energy independent stopping us from being reliant on ourselves and putting america first and bringing other people in so they can just break down the cultural the culture of our country so when i tell you that we're in world war III, we are we are fighting for the soul of our nation right now. When you have mainstream media that are standing up and ridiculing people that are doing good and trying to protect our nation, you're in a war. Now, how we deal with that war is all but, I don't even wanna say it. Because at some point, somebody's gonna say, Joe, you're, you're calling for something and I'm telling you that we're headed there. I hope we never get there, but we are definitely headed there. Did you find it, Mr. Producer? Okay. So that leads us into late 2021. You know, you saw what happened in 2021. You saw that we're standing up. Everyone's fighting for the election fraud, which, by the way, is where it all began. I always say work the problem. So we had to go all the way back to the problem, the problem in the third November of 2020. And by the way, they cheated in 2016. And here's what I do know in 2016, the entire country said, I'm going to give this guy a shot at fixing our country. And so they did not anticipate that that many people would come out for President Trump and be like, on every in every race, and say, let's give him a shot, see what he does with it. And in that period of time, he started moving stuff around and exposing all sorts of corruption, and he would call the corruption out. All the while, the rhinos are behind him saying, oh my gosh, let's steer him over here so he can't see that, steer him over here. And the whole time, he's like, the mainstream media is nothing but fake news. They're saying it. But he's got people in his own camp. He's got people like Mike Pence, who literally did everything he could to get rid of Steve Bannon. And then they said that Steve Bannon is some, you know, nutball. Turns out Steve Bannon's pretty smart. He's, he's, he's also clairvoyant and is able to pick up, pick, pick up things pretty, pretty quickly on what's happening around President Trump. And then they started attacking people like General Flynn, Steve Bannon, Roger Stone anybody that was involved in helping President Trump win in 2016. But they started attacking you in 2020. They ignored the fact there were 80 million people that voted for President Trump, and the fact that they had literally injected millions, tens of millions of fake and fraudulent ballots, and they just went after all your sensibilities. And you're looking at it like where where do I start? Where do I plug the holes? Well, you can't plug the holes. You can't plug the holes. We just have to cut it out. But I want to play this video for you and you tell me whether or not this is what you want your kids being taught. Little kids, by the way. Little kids in school. Go ahead and play it. All right, I pledge my heart I pledge my heart to the rainbow to the rainbow of the not-so-typical gay camp of the not-so-typical gay camp. One camp One camp full of pride Indivisible, Indivisible? With affirmation and equal rights for all. With affirmation and equal rights for all. Watch your heads. I don't even know what to say.
1: Yeah, no words for that one.
0: They're recruiting kids to be gay. They're recruiting. And, and by the way, I got, I have a gay friend. No, that's right. I have several. And they all say the same thing, Joe. You're 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 over the target. This is absolutely unacceptable. We should not be doing this. You know how hard it was for me to 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 come out, and and they, they didn't do this to me when I was in school. And now you got people, and they talk about the the fake gay movement. The, the people that say that they're bi or or what's the other one? They're they're Unix or something. <laughs> I don't know what do they call themselves. With their I don't I don't know the lingo, but they. They, they come out and say that they're something that they're not just so that they can be accepted by a group of people because they don't feel like they can be accepted into society. So they're confused. The Holy is confused. So you know, we have a, a huge degree of mental illness. Guys, they want to legalize drugs in our country, which breaks down one section of our country. They want to open the borders and let people flood up. They want to tell people that have sensibilities that are trying to stop that from happening that you're not allowed to stop it. And then we get into 2022 ivermectin is now yeah so th- this is a teacher in this is today Teacher suspended for not using students preferred pronouns Sue school university of iowa kansas veteran teacher pamela richard who was officially suspended under the district's bullying and diversity and inclusion policies was also denied the religious exemption she requested related to her district's newly required practice to use students preferred names The the lawsuit states Richard is a devout Christian who believes gender is assigned by God at conception. (laughs) Weird. The suit also says that any policy that requires her to refer to a student by a gendered, non-binary, or or plural pronoun, or other gendered language that is different from the student's biological sex actively violates her religious beliefs. Take this down. What do you think of that, guys? Who, Who has rights in this country? So when I talk about World War III being a a real thing, what is the war that we face today? Is the war that we face today one with nuclear weapons? It might be. And by the way, I believe that they want it to be. There's a video, find it, the one that Putin talks about what he's uncovered. We're gonna play it.
1: The one that you shared this morning? Yeah. I have it.
0: So I want you guys to know something. There's no part of me that wants a war in Ukraine. But you know what I care about? I care about Americans. I care about American values. I'm not going to put up some deal up there and say, I need to support Ukraine. Why would I support Ukraine? It's the hotbed. It's the place that that Biden, Hunter Biden, who, by the way, is a, a pedophile, and not just the, the, the type of pedophile that you can excuse, the pedophile that literally engages in pedophilia with his, his nieces. That's the type of person that we're dealing with, that smokes crack pipes. Remember the Eric Coomer deal? Oh, remember what we were talking about earlier last week? These are the people that the mainstream media is holding up and saying, hallelujah, these are people we need to, we need to stand behind. The George Soros of the world the Bidens, the, the, the Hillary Clintons, we want to ignore the body counts that they have everywhere. We want to basically ignore your sensibilities. They want to wear you down and steal your joy, force you to have a community where you don't matter, tell you if you're white, you're bad. Capitalism is bad. We're going to usher in communism. We're doing it on a global scale. That is the war against you. So I just broke it down over two years and I told you where it actually went, how, how it got to you. And you're surprised. Now, in doing all of this, you sit at home and maybe you play video games or you watch TV and you get away from things. You still buy from Amazon. You still use Facebook. You still do the things that they tell you to do. You still feed them little by little dollars that they can then use against you. And yet here we are. talked about BioLabs and the fact they created BioLabs on the border of Russia. And Russia is supposed to just say, ah, no problem. Just keep doing that. They poked and prodded a bear. NATO did. At the behest of the Western world, they installed a color revolution in 2014 in Ukraine. That is an absolute fact. And Zelensky, I want to show you a video, but I can't. Let me tell you what Zelensky's neo-Nazi army that stands behind him, what they did. You want to know what they did? They took a guy who was a separatist. They took a guy that was a separatist. They put him on a cross they nailed his hands to the cross while gagging him. They taped him up, put the cross in the ground, and then they burned the cross. This was four days ago. These are the the people that they say we have to support in Ukraine. There's another one that came out of people trying to flee a city who someone took video of Ukrainian army literally executing people in their cars. And then when someone came up to help, it was a doctor, they shot and killed his wife and wounded him, fleeing. There's a Russian fighter. He's actually born in Ukraine. They tortured this man, this young man, because he was actually training at an MMA facility that had other Russian, that was run by someone who was Russian. So they tortured him and then they killed him. So you wanna talk about Ukrainian war crimes? You wanna talk about bio labs? You wanna talk about whose side you're on with Ukraine or Russia? See, this isn't propaganda, this is fact. And by the way, the people are the people just like us. You know, we, we have become the victims of a satanic, evil group of people in positions of power and authority. We have become their muses. We have become their victims. And I stand up and talk. People are like, Joe, why? that's not the narrative that Fox News is telling me. Well, it's really funny that you say that because I think Tucker Carlson's starting to come around. I'm not going to play the whole thing. Let's go ahead and play that. We're going to go over today, guys. I want to play the the one about Tucker Carlson answers a question about the BioLabs. Go ahead and start playing it. Um B1, sorry. Cut B1. No, cut B1. All right, here we go.
2: Welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. Last night we told you that the Biden administration is funding a number of secretive BioLabs in Ukraine. LABS THAT ARE CONDUCTING EXPERIMENTS ON HIGHLY DANGEROUS PATHOGENS. NOW, THAT'S NOT A STORY, AS WE TOLD YOU, THAT WE WANTED TO DO. IN FACT, WE DIDN'T THINK IT COULD BE TRUE. IT'S SO OVER THE TOP AND BIZARRE. AND IN ANY CASE, THE ADMINISTRATION HAD REPEATEDLY AND VERY AGGRESSIVELY DENIED THAT THEY WERE DOING ANYTHING LIKE THIS. AND THEN THEY ATTACKED ANYONE WHO ASKED QUESTIONS ABOUT IT AS A TOOL OF RUSSIA. WE FOOLISHLY assumed THAT IN THIS ONE INSTANCE THEY MIGHT BE TELLING THE TRUTH. And then out of nowhere, the Biden official in charge of Ukraine confirmed the story. Toria Newland, the undersecretary of state, casually mentioned in a Senate hearing on Tuesday that actually, yes, the Biden administration does fund a series of biolabs in Ukraine. And whatever is in these labs is so dangerous that she is deeply concerned these materials will fall into the hands of the Russian military. Now, that struck us as a shocking development. Once again, not for the first time, what had seemed like a nutty conspiracy theory turned out to be true. Toria Newland's testimony raised at least two immediate questions. What exactly are these labs doing with our money and in our name? And why didn't the Biden administration secure the contents of these labs before the Russians invaded? So far, we haven't received any answer at all to the second question. We think we're the only ones who've even asked it. Whoever decided to leave deadly biological materials sitting in Ukraine as Russian troops massed on the border has not yet been identified. We hope that person will be identified. We'll keep asking. As for the first question, what exactly is going on in these labs? We've gotten several answers, all of them insulting. Initially, the administration claimed that the labs were designed to help the Ukrainians fight tuberculosis as well as various livestock diseases. That's what officials told members of Congress. It didn't seem plausible, and in fact, it's not plausible. And then after our show last night, the Pentagon released what it non-ironically called a fact sheet designed to make the Biolab story seem small and ridiculous. Virtually every news organization in America, with almost no exceptions, repeated the administration's claim verbatim with no verification of any kind. Foreign Policy Magazine ran this version of it, which was identical to many other versions you saw if you followed the news today. Quote, fact check! DOD has worked with Ukraine to eliminate, in all caps, bioweapons left behind by the Soviet Union since 2005, said a senior U.S. defense intelligence official. But these are not, again, in all caps, weapons labs, as Russians falsely claim, the official said. The Washington Post assured us of the same thing. So did countless other so-called news organizations. Okay, so no big deal. This is not actually a story. The Pentagon's been doing it since 2005 working with Ukrainians to quote, eliminate biological weapons left behind by the Soviets. That makes sense. But wait, 2005 was 17 years ago. How long does it take to eliminate Soviet bioweapons? 17 years seems like a long time. If you had 17 years and ample funding from Congress, you could probably remove and catalog every grain of sand on Waikiki Beach. And yet somehow over that same period, 17 years, The Pentagon has not finished removing test tubes from Soviet-era freezers. How does that work exactly? How heavy are these bioweapons? Do we lack the transportation capacity to get them out of Ukraine and bury them in the desert in Nevada? When was the Pentagon planning to finish this important job? In 20 years? In 50 years? Those all seem like very obvious questions, but not a single reporter asked any of those questions. Meanwhile, over at CNN, perhaps aware that the first explanation didn't make sense once you thought about it, offered a new alibi. According to CNN's website, the labs in Ukraine exist to, quote, secure old Soviet weapons. Okay, secure, not eliminate, which raises the question, what does it mean to secure a bioweapon? And again, why has it taken 17 years to do it? And by the way, if these are really just old Soviet weapons, why is Tory and Newland so worried they'll wind up in the hands of old Soviets who presumably already have these very same weapons? Probably don't need more. It's absurd
0: when you think about it. So All don't right, think go about and take it. Down. And
2: that was the point of today.
0: We, we are dealing with information that gets parroted. We're dealing with uh, the VOA, the Voice of America, which is owned by the the, the state institution of the United States government. It's, high, it's funded by them. a story that's just not true. And biolabs aren't our biggest problem. What they're doing with what they're doing right now is absolutely disgusting. I want to show you something else that I think is absolutely disgusting, which goes right along with the evil that we face and the fact that we are definitely in a war. Put up a22 please. Facebook allows war posts urging violence against Russian invaders. Meta Platform will allow Facebook and Instagram users in some countries to call for violence against Russians and Russian soldiers in the context of the, of the Ukraine invasion, according to internet internal emails seen by Reuters on Thursday, in a temporary change to its hate speech policy. <laughs> the social media company is also temporarily allowing some posts that call for death to Russian President Vladimir Putin. Or Belarusian President Alexander Lakashenko, according to the internal emails and in his content moderators. As a result of the Russian invasion in Ukraine, we have temporarily made allowances for forms of political expression that would normally violate our rules, like hate speech or violent speech, such as death to the Russian invaders. We still won't let allow credible calls for violence against Russian civilians, a Meta spokesperson said in a statement. The calls for the leader's death will be allowed unless. They contain other targets or have two indicators of credibility, such as the location or method, one email said, in a recent change to the company's rules on violence and incitement. Take this down. Listen to me. This is like saying that Antifa and BLM can do whatever they want, kill people, be let out, and there's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing you can do about it. Oh, But now it's okay because it supports the rhetoric of the radical left agenda and the evil of our society. And so we're going to let you become hateful and incite violence towards people, which we know leads to violence towards specific people in this country and others. We're going to let that happen because we justify it with the idea that we're going to stand with Ukraine. The country that, by the way, is run by some of the most evil people in the entire globe. True story. George Soros is evil. So as we get further down this this rabbit hole, I, I would be remiss if I didn't tell you that that there's a video that's you know. And I, again, I want to put the hat on that you know because they're going to say that I'm I'm spreading Russian propaganda. I think we verified that this is actually what he said. Correct? We did verify that. We had a Russian linguist.
1: So I've asked a friend who. Uh, their cousin is Russian. Mm-hmm. They said it's accurate. I, I don't know about, uh, Jake? about Jake's contact.
0: Yeah. So, and I sent it to my friend and asked him to look into it as well, but this has been verified by several sources that this is what is said. And frankly, listen, we have to look at every single event that has happened to us since 2020 and go, what have they done to help us? Our gas price is $6 a gallon. People are dying of, of hunger. Drugs are everywhere The borders open We don't have a Keystone Pipeline They're in our schools Teaching our kids That white people are bad Black people are, are oppressed And math and science don't matter Look at in totality And then tell me Whether or not This could be plausible By President uh, Putin Go ahead and play it
1: I'm, it
0: I'm tired today I'm tired of everything I want to address the leaders of the world. What happens to you? Which evil plan are you designing? You are people who are deliberately trying to reduce the population. They are doing this at the cost of the lives of innocent people. Oh, tyrants of the world, I know your sinister plan to reduce the population of this planet. But today history will show you that collective wisdom and common sense are stronger. We demand that you back down on your plan. I stand here in peace today. And we ask you to keep the minds of the youth and the oppressed in peace.
1: Take a firm step to see that I am aware of your plan. Your policy should change immediately. Your
0: media needs to start telling the truth. America and Europe. If you do not finish your plan, in addition to divine wrath, you will also face my
1: wrath.
0: Back off your plan. God, of my country, or death.
1: Diva.
0: Okay, so let me, take a, let me unpack this for you really quick. When a, a nation is attacked, The words of their leaders are typically very, very strong, if they're a strong leader. And I look at what Putin has said up to this point, that he wants the sovereignty of the Russia to be respected. And a lot of people have said that Russia is bad, that Putin is bad. Well, I refuse to believe that the people in Russia are bad, because the people in the United States are are really good people. In, In our country, they're really good people, holistically really good people. And most people don't adhere to the BS of the, the couple thousand people that get on the street and act like idiots and burn and loot things. But Putin is saying there is that he knows about the plan that's a globalist plan. Now, let me ask you a question. Is it possible that a globalist plan would be unleashed on the American people? That it would be unleashed on different countries? Look at what's happening in Australia. Look at what's happening in New Zealand, in Canada. Look at what they talked about the Canadian people and they lied about the Canadian people. Have they told the truth about anything? I'm asking you to critically think for yourself. I'm not even telling you that I'm right. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I don't think I'm wrong, but I could be. I mean, it is a possibility that I could be wrong. So as I sit here and I say this to you, could it be true? Everything else up until this point leads to you to believe that that's true. And we haven't even started talking about the Pfizer vaccine um, symptoms or, or side effects. Or the fact that now United Airlines is letting all of their unvaccinated come back to work. Or the fact that they're pulling down the mask mandate. Did it just disappear? Or how about the fact that ivermectin is now studied and in the market right now for vaccine makers? And that there's, there, there's quietly taking off. Johnson and Johnson's taking off their vaccine off the market. Is what Putin's saying so unrealistic based upon the evil that we've faced up until this point? And can I support the people in Ukraine while systematically saying that, frankly, it's not my war, but it was created by people in this country that are protecting their interests and send $14 billion over to Ukraine to do what? And that $14 billion package that was signed off by the rhinos and the Democrats, which, by the way, that is what the fax blast is today. The Facts blast today is a letter to put them on notice from the American people saying, listen, if you're in Congress, you're complicit in this behavior. You are stealing from the mouths of Americans, and you are feeding foreign interests, and you don't care about us and you could solve this by opening up the keystone pipeline by making us energy independent and frankly by stop being an a- to everyone across the globe that's how we can solve this oh i just said the quiet part out loud and i'm sorry that it's not convenient to you i'm sorry that what i'm saying might not be it might not be what you think they want you to do by putting up the ukrainian flag on your facebook page and twitter and put it out there i stand with ukraine i don't stand with ukraine I don't stand with Russia. I stand with peace. But you can't have peace if the globalists across our globe are doing everything they can to take away your ability to live freely. You have no freedom. Your vote doesn't even count. And let's not forget what they did to Tina Peters, who looked under the hood and said, I'm curious, did they steal the election? Oh my gosh, yes, they did. We're going to arrest her. That's not a country written, driven by the Constitution. That's a country that's driven by communism. And that's not what we are as a nation. When I tell you that they're stealing the ethos, or are stealing the culture of our nation, I don't do so so flippantly that I just came out and said, oh, you know what, this is what they're doing, I'm just pissed. It's not hard to see. Take your blinders back and start standing in the gap and doing something about it. Look, I, I'm I'm not I am not an authority on everything. I read as much as I can. I try to get and gather as much inter- information as I can. I try not to take shots at people until I get to the point where I just can't take it anymore. I have a lot of experience. But it doesn't really take experience to see what's really happening on the ground. And yes, there is propaganda on both sides. But I look at the plausibility of what's happening with the biolabs, and I look at what's really happening when they uncover it. And by the way, Putin is presenting to the UN right now, while we speak here, about the evidence that he has about U.S.-sponsored biolabs of chemical and biological weapons in Ukraine. He's doing it right now. So why would he step out on the U.N. stage and then is anybody in this country going to cover it? I venture not. Matter of fact, there's been a freeze on some of the parts as he speaks to the U.N. about the truth and whether or not they were going to let it even make it to the shores of the United States. Keep in mind, your gas is $6 a gallon. Food is up 30%. All of the main commodities that you live on are through the roof. And they get on TV and they say, ah, you can afford to pay a couple dollars more here or there for gas. It's an inconvenience. These are people that are literally—they're taking pieces of you off of you. They are making you less of a person. You are a lesser, and they're doing it all to fill their own bellies with power. I don't—I don't have anything more for you here. I, I got—I got one more sponsor to the show that that I want to highlight, and then uh, you know. We're at war, ladies and gentlemen. We're at war. It is not a small war that we're facing right now. It is a very, very, very big war. It is a hot war. It is not a warm war. It is a hot war. You just don't recognize it because the way that they are killing Americans is not traditionally by coming out and shooting them, although that is next. So go out and gather food, gather resources, connect to your neighbor, go meet in... in pubs, talk about what's really happening, stand up, stand tall, create more of a unit, join FEC United. You know, we're, we're building stuff. We have a new platform that'll launch on April 1st. It is on the commissioned app, and it'll be a community that allows all 50 states to get on board, and we will basically be able to communicate with you fully through that platform, if you're a member. Our last sponsor is one that you know, I talked about the January 6th prisoners and the fact that they're political prisoners. So we partnered with Enterforce, and you can win a 2021 Ford F-450. You can buy a shirt that says free our people. You can also buy some other stuff like Let's Go Brandon, some pretty great stuff there. But you can win that uh, Ford F-450, a gooseneck trailer, a Can-Am Maverick and 20,000 in cash. Conservative daily listeners will get an additional thousand bonus points or 10% off. Thousand bonus points is CD21 and uh, a and, uh, 10% off is CD10. When you visit the site, enterforce.com, that's E-N-R-F-O-R-C-E.com. Um, uh, no purchase or payment of any kind is necessary to enter or win, and a purchase or payment will not improve your chances of winning. I want you guys to know that uh, you know, we're, we're donating a, a bunch of money to the January 6th prisoners. And if you, if you want to want, know why they're still sitting in jail, and that um, it's because they're attacking the lawyers that are going out to help them, And so you can't get a good lawyer. So you got guys that are, you know, this Al Watkins guy, that's a piece of trash that, you know, got Jake to serve, I think, 36 months or 38, 41 months in jail. It's not good. They're turning things on their head. When lawlessness becomes law, then we have an obligation, not a right, but an obligation to protect our own people. So that's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. We're out of time. If you like the podcast, please subscribe to us at Rumble. You can see us live at conservative-daily.com, DLive, Twitch, Rumble, CloudHub, Frank Speech, Telegram. You can also listen to us on the audio version at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Audible. Um, Please subscribe, give us a five-star review, share the episode with someone who needs to hear it. More importantly, become an effectual voice for truth and stand up against what you're hearing, and don't bite into it. Do your own research and have have a skeptical eye of everything because they haven't told us the truth yet um, if you need a reminder when we go live text the word freedom to 89517 and sign up for our text alerts use the link in our description as well to subscribe to our newsletter so you can get our fax blast you don't miss any of the important projects we're working on right now that's it for this episode of conservative daily my name is joe Altman. i'm going to tell you that pray god is at the wheel but we have to definitely act with courage Faith without works is dead. I do believe that that's in James. Signing off until tonight. Take care.